I'm Andrea Hope, and this is To Mother. Episode 35, Buy Nothing. Hi everyone, this is Andrea Hope, a poet, a wife, a mother, a Baha'i, and this is my podcast to mother, where I share my recommendations and insights about parenting with purpose in the modern world. So I share some quotes from the Baha'i writings that inspire me, some practical tips and resources, and sometimes my poetry, or other people's poetry. So this is a special episode for me because I just found out on Tuesday that we reached a thousand podcast downloads. That's pretty cool. So this podcast is something that I started for me because I wanted a space where I could reflect on the different stages of motherhood or parenthood and be connected to the writings. And at the time I was in Poland, I was feeling quite lonely. So I really wanted to have this outlet. It was a lot of what I was doing already. <laughs> As a Baha'i mom, I was looking for different resources and, you know, the faith is quite young. So things are spread out. So I was looking on Etsy and looking on Baha'i blog and looking on all these different spaces and groups. And I thought, oh, how great if I put things together that it could also benefit other parents as well. So that's kind of how it started. I wasn't really concerned with how many people are listening or um, how big it gets, of course, because it's about faith and the Baha'i faith. I haven't been trying to get sponsors for it or do advertising. But yeah, I'm really glad that the word has spread and any episodes that have been helpful for people. And so I got a notification that we've had a thousand podcast downloads, which is great. And then I also got my first donation to help keep the podcast going. So someone who just thought it's a great idea and that we need more podcasts that feature the Baha'i faith um, offered to uh, give a donation to keep it running. So yeah, that's been really great to see those confirmations and to get that support from the community. Now the episode title here is Buy Nothing and that probably sounds a bit extreme, but I promise it will make sense (laughs) in a little bit when I explain to you what I'm talking about. So the reading that I chose for this episode, I'm actually going to read two quotes from the Hidden Words by Baha'u'llah, the prophet of the Baha'i faith. And the first one is one that Baha'is usually know quite well. A lot of Baha'is have it memorized. And they both have to do with material wealth. They are Arabic 55 and 56 in the Hidden Words. O son of being, busy not thyself with this world, for with fire we test the gold, and with gold we test our servants. O son of man, thou dost wish for gold, and I desire thy freedom from it. Thou thinkest thyself rich in its possession, and I recognize thy wealth and thy sanctity therefrom. By my life, this is my knowledge, and that is thy fancy. How can my way accord with thine? And again, O son of being, busy not thyself with this world, for with fire we test the gold, and with gold we test our servants. O son of man, thou dost wish for gold, and I desire thy freedom from it. Thou thinkest thyself rich in its possession, and I recognize thy wealth and thy sanctity therefrom. By my life, this is my knowledge, and that is thy fancy. How can my way accord with thine? So these talk about detachment from material possessions, from money, from gold. And it is a very important principle in the Baha'i faith. Obviously, 
the Baha'i faith has a lot of balance incorporated. So there's this idea that the material world is for us and that we should better the material world. We should embrace it and be thankful for it and make it the best that we can be. Um, we definitely have an appreciation for beauty and material things. If you look at the shrines and the temples of the Baha'i faith, they are beautiful, they're clean, they're spiritually uplifting, it, but they are also very material things. So it's definitely not as a Baha'i, you go off and live in a tent on the top of a mountain kind of thing. You are embracing science, technology, and nature in the world around you, but you are detached from it, which can be a difficult balance. So this first quote says that with fire we test the gold, which is talking about the processes of making gold. And with gold, we test our servants. In the Bible as well, it talks about how it's harder for a rich man. I believe the quote is, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to uh, go to heaven. <laughs> and I think, you know, the basis of that is just how difficult it is to concentrate on spiritual development when you're distracted by material progress and material wealth and money is one of those things where people can really feel like they never have enough of it like there's always a higher stage to get to you think about gambling uh, we can just think about material possessions about choosing your work based on what makes you money rather than what makes you happy which is a reality that many many people live in today Right now, a lot of people have uh, lost their material possessions or their means of making money because of the pandemic. And so if you're getting your sense of worth and purpose from material things and from how much money you're making, that can be really devastating when you lose your job or when something doesn't go as you think it should. And obviously, the whole concept of money and gold and all that kind of stuff is man-made, humankind made, and so that's a whole deeper <laughs> level conversation. But I really like these two quotes because they remind us that with fire we test the gold and with gold we test our servants. We wish for gold and God desires us freedom from it. And how this relates to my role as a mother and our role as parents, you can get swept up, especially with advertising and social media and everything like that, and the idea that in order to be a good parent or to, in order to give your children a good life, you have to have a certain amount of money, you have to give them a certain amount of things and gifts for holidays, and you have to keep up with what other people are doing. And so that's why this is something that I really wanted to talk about in the context of being a parent, being a Baha'i mother. I definitely feel this influence too. I have been pretty good about being quite minimal for myself. I shop a lot at thrift stores and things like that, um, and I try to really not collect a lot of things. You know, I'm a person who has never been too attached to a certain place, so with that comes learning how to live kind of lightly <laughs> so that if you pick up and go, there's not a lot of stuff that you have to take care of. But I have felt with the kids a bit more pressure or a bit more questioning of, oh, do they have this or that? Or is this enough? You know, oh, that other kid's clothes are so nice. And even thinking about their birthdays, the first birthdays for kids are really birthdays for the family. Kids don't know what's going on when they're one year old. We're like, at this stage, every day is their birthday. <laughs> you know, that every month they're getting new things and they're having new adventures. They get to go to the playground every day, things like that. So some of those things are because of social norms and they're not really to do with what the children need. And in thinking about that, I'm just so grateful for this organization that I found called Buy Nothing. And that's where the title of the episode comes from. And that's where the Living the Life tip is going to come from, Buy Nothing. Of course, 
I'm not actually saying buy nothing. There are definitely things that I have bought for my kids. There are certain items maybe that you don't want to get used or you're not able to find for free that I will definitely go and buy. But I'll always check first to see if I could get it for free or if I can get it secondhand. If it's something that I really need to buy new, then that's like my last resort. But I love getting things that are specifically Baha'i. I love supporting small businesses and really being thoughtful about the things that I do buy. To give an example, I did find a fair amount of free strollers when I was looking for a stroller for our kids, but because I have a one-year-old and a two-year-old, it was really important to me that we have a double stroller so that I could, of course, have them both together at one time. So that's something I did buy secondhand. And then for our prayer space, of course, I bought a tapestry from a Baha'i artist, and that tapestry really just makes a wonderful addition to our home. But in this episode, I'd really like to highlight the buy nothing idea. There are these little local community groups so they're only open to people in your local county or city and you can just go into these groups and post about things that you're looking for or giving away it's mostly posting about things that people are cleaning up and they want to give away and you're able to exchange things in a community without using any form of money monetary value And so part of it is to be able to reuse things and to be able to get things for free. It helps economically. But the really big thing about these groups is that they are such community-building atmospheres. Because you might think, oh, people are posting things for free. They're probably not good condition. But, you know, some people are just cleaning out a space and they, you know, once you clean something, a lot of times you just want it to be out of your sight as soon as possible so you can turn over that new leaf. So a lot of times people are just cleaning out. They would feel really bad to throw some good things away or having to deal with selling it. They can't be bothered. They want to give it away to people in the community. As long as you come and pick it up, then they'll give it to you. There's also been cases like we don't have a car right now, and I've also had people actually drop off things to me, which I feel like is even above and beyond. You're giving it away for free, and you're willing to drop it off. (laughs) But like I said, because it's local in your community, it can be really convenient to just, you know, drop it off when they're on their way to the grocery store or pick it up in your neighborhood. Now, not every place is going to have one of these buy-nothing groups, but you can look to see if your area has one. And so my resource for this episode connects with the Living the Life tip, which is buynothingproject.org. And on this website, it explains to you some background about the project, and it also helps you find your local group. And it's not just in the United States, it's in other countries as well. And so that's an opportunity for you to find your group. It's usually going to be a Facebook group, and people are going to post pictures of things that they have, or they might post things that they're in search of. Freecycle.org, I believe, is a very similar concept if you don't have a buy nothing group. And in our neighborhood, actually, I couldn't find either, but I found that we have one called Hyattsville Barter and Trade. And so it's kind of the similar concept. So in our group, you can barter or trade for things. So you can say, I'm, you know, giving this air fryer in exchange for baked goods or whatever you want to say. But most of the time, people are just offering the things for free if you come and pick them up. Or like I said, sometimes people have dropped off things to me. And all kinds of things. As a parent, I have gotten and given away clothes, gotten and give away toys, diapers that were too small for the children, books, various things. So that's a great place where... Of course, you can drop things off at thrift stores and donate things, but it's really nice for me to feel like I know that this is going to be used by someone and that they're going to get it directly, someone who would love to have it. 
And then on top of that, like I said, it's such an opportunity to build community. I've read so many comments in this group of people just being grateful for the group. So wonderful to see how many things people are willing to give or let other people borrow. Like I said, there was even someone who let someone borrow an air fryer for the holidays. It was just, it's just really, really wonderful to see this. So that's why I think it's really great if you aren't able to give it away to someone directly, you can definitely still give it to a thrift store, still give it to a nonprofit organization. But like I said, for me, I always check this group first and then I go to my other options so that I'm really building community and I'm feeling this detachment from feeling like everything has to be new and perfect and you know, they're, they're kids. So first of all, they outgrow toys and clothes so quickly. So for me, there's no reason that these things need to be new. <laughs> if someone gives it to me, of course, I'll accept it. But like kids grow so fast. And then in general, we have gotten to such a culture of getting things cheaper and less quality that we're buying these cheap things and then we're throwing them away. So with this buy nothing concept, it's giving things a longer life. There's even scraps. I'm telling you, there's like all kinds of things in this group. It might be as simple as someone picked up pipe cleaners and little cotton balls and ribbons from me because they just didn't want to buy a whole pack when they just needed a few or wrapping paper. Someone just has one box left and they're just looking for that last little scrap. It's really, really wonderful to try and keep these things out of the trash. I'm sure everyone has heard of this term, reduce, reuse, recycle. And I think so often we concentrate on the recycle part of it, but there's also the reduce and reuse part <laughs> that maybe doesn't give as much attention. And so that's to be able to first reduce the amount that you're buying and using, and then also to reuse it instead of throwing it away or, or even recycling it. Can you find a space to reuse it? So that's my living the life tip is to buy nothing, <laughs> which is comes from the buynothingproject.org, which is my resource to find your group in your area. Oh, the last thing, you know me, I'm all about starting initiatives. So if you don't have anything like that, definitely try to start one in your area and just start it with the people in your city. Or if there's not enough people in your town or city, you might look into doing your county, but definitely set some limits so that it's a community based thing. So as always, you can find the resources in my show notes. So you can either go to mother.buzzsprout.com. And on the website by the episode, I always put the links to the reading and to the resource, anything that is related to the episode. And if you want to message me about a topic that you would like to hear on to mother that has to do with motherhood or parenting, then please email me at info at andreahope.org. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, feedback, definitely you can send me an email. And I'm going to end today with one of my poems. This is a poem I actually wrote when I was in Lesotho. And it was a poem when I was just reflecting on all of these things that are given to us and the true wealth being in these gifts from God and in the bounties that are among us and how God gives us these things at no price but to take care of it. And, you know, I wish that we could also treat each other that way. So, Cherokee Mind by Andrea Hope. I'm a tree hugger with a Cherokee mind. So odd in this facade, they think I'm lost in time. They call this life upgraded of the highest kind, but I don't get it. We'd find gold beneath our souls, but only if we tread it deeply. Enough to know that riches only exist inside of Mother Earth's kisses. And wonder who decided a shiny rock is worth a million. If they could sell the sunset, they paid the clouds to start drilling and make a killing. So Big Mama, give props as you plant crops and collect drops of water from the river. They'll be tense when they sense that we have redefined civil. 
Call us silly, they'll be busy trying to price control living. Got you feeling like the green paper is worth more than the 50-year-old tree that made it. It's jaded, reclaim it, and plant a seed in rich foundation, knowing everything we need, he gave us free in creation. To Mother is an individual initiative and provides only the personal reflections and insights of its creator. That's me. For more information about the Baha'i faith, including access to the official writings and contacts for Baha'is in your community, please visit Baha'i.org.